Welcome to this week's episode of the North Bible Church Podcast. Now, let's join our pastor as we open God's Word together. Thank you, guys. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our uh, Remember and Celebrate service. As uh, Aaron said earlier, we're going to do things a little bit differently this morning. Um, We figured that this morning it'd be a great opportunity for us to get everyone in North together in one service, and so that's what we're doing this morning. And the purpose is really just as the service is titled, to remember and to celebrate what God has done in our lives and through us over the past year or so. And you're going to do that, we're going to do that by hearing some stories a little bit later. Uh, But before we do, I mean, we figured this would be the perfect Sunday to do this. It's the last Sunday of the year. And I think if you're like me, when you get to Christmas and you get to the last week of the year like we're in right now and you're looking forward to New Year, there's a tendency to want to just rush into the New Year. You start thinking about the things that are coming with the New Year, new beginnings, new opportunities. If you're a resolutions person, you're starting to make your resolutions and your commitments and your goals. And although those things are great, certainly important, it's also maybe equally, if not more so important, to, to, to take a moment to look back and to remember and to celebrate in particular what God has done. And you may have noticed this in the scriptures, but remembering is a constant theme throughout scripture, especially in the Old Testament. God's people are told repeatedly to remember who God is and what God has done on their behalf. One of the places we see that actually is in the book of Deuteronomy. If you're not familiar with the book of Deuteronomy, it is a book that was written um, basically including the instructions of Moses, his final address to the Israelites, before they were getting ready to cross over into the jo- uh, through the Jordan River into the Promised Land. Okay? So if you know the scene, basically the Israelites have been delivered from Egypt in bondage. They've been in the wilderness now for 40 years. During that time, God has established his covenant with them that we know as the Mosaic Covenant or the law, and he has established his presence with them in the tabernacle. And after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, they finally made it to that place where they're getting ready to cross over the Jordan River into the promised land, this land that is described as a land flowing with milk and honey, prosperity. And Moses gives them these final instructions before he dies, right? And so Moses gives all these instructions that a lot, as you're looking through the book of Deuteronomy, one thing you notice is that a constant thing that keeps popping up over and over again that Moses wants the Israelites to know before they enter into the promised land is to remember to remember and to not forget. And then we're told that Moses, after he, after he gives that address, he goes up to Mount Nebo and he dies at the top of the mountain. I was actually, funny story, I was actually in Mount Nebo earlier this year in Jordan, and uh, I had an opportunity to recite the entire book of Deuteronomy from memory. It was a great experience. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a long book. Thank you. For those of you who are giving me that credit, though, I really appreciate it. Some of you were like... <laughs> The staff, my staff, the staff was like, no, there's no way. He didn't do that. They know me best, and of course my wife was like, shut up. Anyway, but, but, but this is the book of Deuteronomy, and since I don't know it from memory, I'm going to read a piece of it from Deuteronomy chapter 8. And as I read it, I want you just to kind of think about and think about the importance of remembering and how many times in particular Moses encourages the Israelites to not forget before they move into the promised land. Verse 11 says this, Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I commanded you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart will be lifted up. 
and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through, great and, through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water, who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do you good in the end. Beware, lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have given me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you your power, and your, your power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you, so shall you perish, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now notice again, there's not only a command to remember, but there's more commands in here, at least a few others, to not forget. And that may seem like the same thing, remembering and not forgetting, but they're a little bit different. In fact, first of all, not forgetting reminds us of how prone we are to forget. Have you noticed this before, but at times we, we can be forgetful, right? And, and, but, but at the same time, this is more than just about forgetting like your anniversary or your keys or your phone. This has to do with what we might call spiritual forgetting. God is saying it's not, it's not, or God is saying through Moses, it's not just about us forgetting that things happen, but it's about forgetting why things happen and what it is that God is trying to show us through the things that happen in our lives. We have a tendency to forget often what God has done. Spiritual forgetfulness is more about our minds and our hearts wandering and being distracted or maybe even giving credit or recognition to anyone or anything other than God. Notice again in verse 17 what, what, what Moses says here. He says, Beware lest you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have given me this wealth. Instead, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. You know, coming off of the Christmas season, we have a great example of what it looks like for us to be sometimes tempted to forget. And that's why we did the Advent season, that's why we go through Advent, because during that time in particular, not only is this Christmas season one of the most important times that we celebrate throughout the year, right, this miracle of God coming to us in Jesus, the incarnation of Jesus, and all that that means to us, and all that that means to the world, but it's also one of the busiest times that is fraught with distraction. And so we go through four weeks of Advent to remind ourselves over and over again what the Christmas celebration is really all about. And God knows, it seems, that we are prone to forget, especially in the Old Testament. We see examples time and time again where God gives his people markers to help them remember what he has done for them. Sometimes these are physical markers. Going all the way back to Noah, God tells Noah to erect an altar after the flood to remind Noah, and to remind everybody else that would come after him what has happened. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were others who made altars that God told them, because of what I have done, because of your encounter, your experience with me, build this altar as a reminder of what I have done. In addition to them, during the time of Moses, like what we just read, the religious festivals like the Passover were commanded to be observed by the people to remind them of what God had done. Listen to Exodus 13. Three, it says, Then Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you came out from Egypt, out of the house of slavery. By a strong hand, the Lord brought you out of this place. And those festivals were designed to be community events where the people of God gathered together to celebrate what God had done 
not only in an individual's life, but in the entire community's life that reminds them of their history, it reminds them who, of who they are, and most importantly, it reminds them of the God that they serve. And so this morning, we're going to do something on a little bit of a lower key than a Passover festival, <laughs> but in the same way, we're going to remember and celebrate as a community some things that God has done over this past year. You're going to hear uh, live interviews, you're going to hear some, uh, pre, uh, some video interviews that we've done beforehand. You're also going to see some other things where we testify, where, where it's an opportunity to testify to what God has done over this past year and remember and celebrate. And all of these stories that you're hearing are going to be mainly about people, their lives, and maybe their immediate family lives. At the same time, if we'll pull back just a little bit, we realize that these stories are a part of our story as North Bible Church because they're a part of our church family together. So the Bible describes us as part of a body together. Each member affects the other member. 1 Corinthians 12, 26, Paul says this, If one member suffers, all suffer together. And if one member is honored, all rejoice together. So that being said, this morning what we're going to do is rejoice with some of the members of our church and celebrate what our God has done. Let me get it started. I wore this shirt today because I was given this shirt for my first staff meeting here at uh, North Bible Church back in August. So this is part of my remember and celebrate story uh, this year. Um, I was also given these goofy glasses with the nose and mustache thing, plastic thing. I'm sure that was Sherry who picked that out. I'm not going to wear that today, but I'll wear the shirt. <laughs> so with that being said, let's remember and celebrate today. I want to uh, invite Stephen Lee to, sh- to join me up on the stage. He's going to be the first one that we talked to this morning. Stephen, if you'd have a hand, give him a hand as he comes up. So, Stephen, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been here at North? Yeah, all right. Um, my name is... Hello? There, there we are. There we are. <laughs> all righty, my name is Stephen Lee. Um, yeah, I've been at North for, I think I did the math, 11 years now. We've been here for a while. Um, family's over there. Yay. Yay. Yay, family. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, my family, we were at SBC before this, and then uh, kind of shimmied over here when I was in fifth grade, and uh, met, met some friends here, and uh, yeah, we really, we really felt really included. Uh, we really, we tried different churches and really loved the community here, and that was one thing that really kept us here, was the community here and the, um, the family feel, because um, we're, we're a crazy family, and we felt like we we're accepted, so we love that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're talking about this past year and remembering and celebrating things that that have happened in our lives. Can you tell us a little bit about what has happened this past year in your life? Yeah, the past year, a little crazy, but crazy, like I said, my family's crazy, so I'm used to crazy. Um, But no, this past year was good, Um, a lot of learning, a lot of learning from me. Um, there was a little blurb, a verse from the Bible that said, do not lean on your own understanding. And that's something that, uh, really hit home for me because I'm definitely the kind of person that I'll figure it out myself. I'll take care of it myself. Um, and so that really hit home and that really, God really woke me up to like relying on the people around me, but really importantly, relying on the Bible because that is a constant for me. And that's something that he really brought to my attention and was like, Hey, like, this needs to be a priority. This needs to be something that you really go to when um, you're going through those hard times and the evil ones kind of like throwing ideas in your head. 
Um, but to really rely on that and just make sure that that is something you, you turn to as a resource because that is something that we should use more often. That's something that I really re realized this year was that the Bible should be like something I go to not only every day, but literally all the time. I keep mine in my car and I'll get to work 10 minutes early and just read for a little bit. Um, and it just, it, it's, it's, it's comforting for me, it's soothing for me. Um, I used to love to read, but then I didn't. And now I read all the time, but it's my Bible. And so, yeah, the past year was a little crazy for me, but um, yeah, no, I learned a lot from it, but yeah, definitely a, bene a beneficial year for me because just literally growing so much closer to him and just making that a huge priority, not just a priority where read your Bible every day, but make sure that that is like you wake up and it's like that is something that is on your mind. So, Yeah, thanks. So I'm going to ask you a question that we didn't prepare for. You ready for this? All righty. It's related though, okay? Um, you know, I've, I've found often that when I read God's word, it has a way of just, you know, as God speaks through his word, it has a way of just changing my perspective. And so is there something that has changed in your perspective as you've, as you've given yourself to more Bible reading over this past year? That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Phew. Uh, yeah, something that kind of changed my perspective um, from reading my Bible, just like I said, like that, I, I'm, I'm definitely the kind of person that, like, I, I'm not good at asking for help. I'm not good at, like, doing that kind of thing. So for me, that was really hard, and that was kind of something that iron sharpens iron. And, like, we, we are called to kind of build each other up, and it's kind of hard to build somebody back up if you don't know that they're not doing super well. And so that was kind of something that stuck out to me was, like let people in and like really like don't be afraid to ask for help, especially like here. Like I said, like we came here and we immediately noticed the community here and we just, we fell in love with that. And so having this sort of community and just knowing that like we're called to like really build each other up, like kind of pushed me to be like, all right, like let's like let people in. And so, cause for me, I'm, I'm dumb and I don't let people in and I figure things out by myself, so. Yeah, that's good. So tell us, uh, the new year is coming up in just a few days, right? Um, at least it starts in a few days. So tell us a little bit about what you're looking forward to in the new year. Yeah, yeah, this new year is going to be um, another crazy one. But um, yeah, I graduate. I got one more semester, and then I graduate, and then uh, out, out in the real world. So <laughs> I guess one thing I'm excited for is um, kind of the unknown. I kind of I like new things. I like, I'm not a big fan of routine, but I like new adventures and that kind of stuff. And so I'm, I'm really excited for the new things that I don't have. I, what am I gonna do when I graduate? I don't know, there, there you go. I answered everybody's question, so. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for the unknown and uh, the things that are, I, I have no idea are coming, but I'm excited for that, so. Good, great opportunity to not lean on your own understanding, right? Exactly. Oh, oh, awesome, great. Well, thanks, Stephen. We appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for sharing a little bit of your story with us this morning. Give him a hand, guys. So now we're going to take a look at uh, a video interview that we did with uh, one of the families from our church, the Vissers. Hi, North. We're the Vissers. This is Ellie, and I'm Mark. 
We're excited to be able to talk to you about what happened in 2019 for us and what we're thankful for and what we're still wrestling with. <laughs> yeah, when we were asked to talk about our year, um, wrestling was kind of the term that came up for both of us. Um, it's a year where we look back and see all the ways God stretched us and had us step out in faith and ultimately realized how differently that looked than we expected. And so I think our faith has been rocked as much as it's been shaped this year. And I guess to fill you in, we'll start back um, in the spring. So in the spring, Ellie and I took a trip to Chile to visit a couple missionaries down there. And there was stuff, a lot of instances happened that we thought was God's timing. God introduced us to these, this missionary couple in Chile, former Americans, who were great. They took us in. They showed us what the country was like. And we've gone through this before um, through reading some different Francis Chan material and looking at the Hope House a couple years ago up in Sholo. We've always somewhat felt called to go. And where going is really, too, has always kind of been a struggle for us. So we started looking more internationally, and Chile was kind of on our hearts. So we brought little Peter down there, just a little bit over a year old, and he did great on the flight. We had a great experience in Chile. We came back energized, thinking about how this can apply to our lives, how we can serve God, how we can glorify God, how we can put ourselves out of the way because this life isn't about us, and how we can be used more fully by God. So we came home from Chile, um, first of all, reflecting how God equips those he calls, because there was never in a million years a reason Peter should have been able to survive a trip like that with the colic and the temperament he has. And that was super affirming, and we knew that God was saying, I have plans for you to go, um, and I'm going to show you and lead you into what that might be. And uh, we knew it wasn't chilly, but we, we knew we needed to get more training and find ways to be better prepared for um, the ultimate long-term mission field that God would send us to. And so we found Costa Rica, a YWAM program that was a family-oriented base in English, childcare for Peter, other kids, um, had agricultural element we were really interested in and um, a great perspective on just making disciples of all nations. And so um, that was the letting go process beginning for us here in Phoenix, a place we love. So our letting go process was me quitting my job, putting our house on the market, preparing our farewell tour across the Midwest to see our friends and family. Um, and we kind of just got sidetracked in that because we hit some roadblocks along the way. Um, we learned that Ellie was pregnant, which wasn't the stopper because we figured kids, people have kids on the mission field all the time, so why not us? Um, but then in August, we learned that, or we got Peter diagnosed um, with autism, uh, which was not an easy thing for us to do because Peter was our first child and we thought Peter's just a boy being a boy. Uh, so that was tough to do. Uh, and it's still tough to handle that, but we embraced it and we're moving forward with it. And we learned quickly that Phoenix is one of the best cities in the country for autism research and for support. So we put Costa Rica on hold. We've um, since then gotten a lot of great advice from friends and family and from folks at North. And probably the best piece of advice came from Pastor Larry, who told us that the mission field will always be there, but God gave you Peter for a reason, so take care of your son. Um, so that's what we're doing. Um, we dove head, head first into the autism, and 
it's been great for Peter here. It's been hard for Ellie and I because we had to stop what we thought was God moving us overseas to serve him and to serve others and said to stay put, go back to work, take care of your family and continue this path that I've had you on previously. Um, so it's focused, forcing us to change our perspective on where our mission field is. I think as we're reflecting on our year, for every triumph, there's been the complete opposite of just this crash and burn, overwhelming feeling. And I know God refines your faith through the struggles and our prayer even going on the mission field was, Lord, we want to come to the end of ourselves. We want to depend on you and we want to give you all the glory. And we're definitely doing that. It's just a lot different than we expected. And for every answer we get, things almost seem to get harder and more defeating almost but we know we're victorious in Christ and really all we can do is keep clinging to him and and realizing how weak we are and how good he is and his story is never the story we expect and we're excited we've always prayed adventure over Peter and and over all believers in the church and this is definitely an adventure but it's a tough one. <laughs> So I think our biggest takeaway from 2019 is that when God gives us a course direction, it's not always apparent the new course to go on. He might tell us to stop, and he's not going to immediately make it clear which way to go next. So we're, we've learned in 2019 to be patient on the Lord, to not trust in our own plans, but to give our hope and our, our just, our, just our life to his way because our ways aren't the right ways almost all the time. And so we're, we're, we're filled with hopeful anticipation that his ways will become made known to us soon. And we're hopeful for what 2020 will bring for us. All right, well, I'm here now with the uh, De La Rosa family. This is uh, Robert and Marie and Richard, their son. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what has gone on over the past year in the life of your family this morning. But first of all, would you tell us a little bit more about your family and how long you've been here at North? Well, we've been here for a while. We've been here for a while. We've been, um, we're up at the main church at the beginning, went to Horizon and we fellowship there and then we, you know, follow the church over here and we've been here ever since. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's how we came to North. Oh, great. And how many years would you say that's been? Um, talking about maybe 15 years, okay. probably. You know, so right, it's great. Long so ways. since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So this morning, of course, we're talking about remembering and celebrating what God has done in our lives. Can you tell us about what has happened over the past year or so in your family's life? Well, we, we have had uh, a lot to thank God for, no doubt. Uh, about uh, the 26th of December last year on the 18th, uh, we had a kind of a little bit of a changing in our lives. In our lives, sorry about it. I'm not used to talking in this thing here. So anyway, uh, the situation was that uh, about the 26th of December last year, uh, Marie early in the morning was working in the house and then went to the bedroom and she uh, uh, all of a sudden blacked out and uh, fell to the floor, broke an arm, and uh, 
therefore we called paramedics and uh, they came and uh, examined her and then recommended hey, you need to go to the hospital. So we did. Kept her there for a couple of days and then that begun all the different uh, examinations for her and found out that she got aphids and uh, put her in medication, gave her a, a monitor for about 30 days, a monster thing that she had to carry and then uh, she did that for a while and then uh, she's still not out of the woods yet and then about uh, March around March the 5th, someone there, I got diagnosed with uh, lung cancer. You know, I have, uh, I had cancer on my kidney, which was removed about 10 years ago. And then this is a, a cancer that passed through and affected my lungs as well. So therefore, they, it's, it's a stage four lung cancer. And, and that also changed the perspective in our lives. And uh, I know that uh, there has been many tears, many times of uh, not knowing what's next, but uh, God has uh, always picked us up and brought us all the way to where we are now. Uh, there was a time that uh, we really had uh, some uh, stressful times, you know. Uh, Marie wasn't doing well, I wasn't doing well, so here is my son, you know, as I say, I got two folks here that, uh, they're older folks, <laughs> and both of them, not one, but two. <laughs> so, they were, I, bet you, I, I, can, I can say that uh, he had a stressful time also, and then whenever you're in those uh, areas of sickness, you're not the best behaved uh, person sometimes, you know, you have a different uh, thing. So I know that uh, God has uh, really have played a, a, has always lifted us up for, for many years, you know. Uh, we can only thank him day in, day out, you know. Uh, and again, you know, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And we do have to always trust in him and, and lean on him for sure. Every time that we're frightful, we don't know what to do, he always opens up a way for us. And, uh, I will let, let him talk, talk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and, and as you do, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I know you picked that scripture out before we, when we met and before we even came up here. And then, of course, Stephen uh, quoted the same scripture. So I'm sensing a little bit of a theme this morning. But yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, absolutely. Marie, would you like to add anything? Or? Well, no, Robert more or less took care of it, but uh, one of my favorite verses is that with God nothing's impossible, and I believe that with all my heart. And uh, we have seen uh, miracles that happened because when Robert was first diagnosed, I still wasn't feeling really well, and I was just praying that, that I start feeling better so I could take care of him because I do know that he needed some care. And, and the Lord heard my prayer, and I'm, I'm better. I'm not quite what I was before this happened, but I'm better, and I thank the good Lord for it, and uh, also thank for the family here at church that has been so wonderful with their love and their encouragement and uh, their prayers, and believe me, we felt it all. Mm -hmm. so Richard, would you, would you mind just adding a little bit about what you've seen happen in your parents' lives and how it's impacted your personal faith in God? Yeah, to uh, say that uh, I think from them on both counts where my you know my dad and my mom 
obviously they have different things going on. Mm-hmm. And normally my mother is the healthier of the, she's been the healthier of, of the two, always has been more. My dad's had, you know, several different bouts of cancer, knee replacements and stuff. And so that's kind of more, you know, that's how it's been that way. So it's kind of, it was odd, different change when it was like my mom was suddenly the one that weren't sure real steady in what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that basically right when she started actually getting better and making more improvement, that's when we get the call, you know, hey, you know, your dad looks like he has something in his lungs, we need to look into it. And so we start going down that way. Um, but I think if anything, from a faith standpoint, it just redefines, you know, what you see is it redefines their faith and it kind of re-outlines who their faith is built on more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Because you see all these struggles and all these things happening and yet you watch and there's like a resolve there that yeah there's gonna be times where there's like setbacks and you know, a little bit of dismay or what have you and stuff like that but at the same time it's the comeback where it's like you know God's mercy is still bringing them through this and whatever the doctors need to do is happening and then whatever they need to do they take care of and just them continually progressing and continually thanking God for the situation that we're in because you know you go down and you see some of these treatments and such and you'll see people and, and there's always somebody who is probably further down the line um, there's always somebody that's and there's always somebody that's better you know there's always one each side um, but it's the response to it that I watch in them especially and the fact that you know God gives them you know just keeps on taking care of them and bringing them forward this entire process is just bringing them forward that they are not the whatever piece they started off as being at whatever point in time that was that where God wants them to be this is just part of that process to the end point where they will be the finished product that he wants you know that he's looking for and their faith and, and trust in the fact of that process I think is quite amazing oh, wow well said thank you thank you so much and uh, as you mentioned Robert yeah so as you mentioned, Robert, neither one of you are, are out of the woods, so to speak, health-wise. You're still continuing treatment into the new year. Yes, um, and, uh, and so can you share with us a little bit about what the new year will look like for you? Well, some more leaning on our Lord, for sure. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. But um, as I was also uh, told that uh, in my situation, uh, I still got another two more years of my treatments. And uh, Marie also has more mm-hmm. of uh, testing and, and just about, you know, all the different things that she's got to go through. And I know that uh, God is in our life, you know. He's always has, always carried us through. Uh, and uh, we're his children. He mm-hmm. picks us up and uh, life is better in Christ as the Lord. That's for sure. Because otherwise we don't live a successful life. You know, I know in our life, that's what has brought us up, you know, uh, closer to him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get too prideful, you know, you, you don't wanna let everybody know, oh, I'm here, I'm there, I'm down, I'm up, but uh, God has brought us together, this beautiful family here. Mm-hmm. 
You know, so many times we have uh, opportunities to share stories about um, where we're at after we've gone through a struggle and we're through it. Uh, this is a family who is still, still in the middle, still in the middle of it. And uh, it has been an encouragement to me to hear your story and to know that the thing that you keep, when we met beforehand and now when we're up here on the stage, the thing that I keep hearing from you is a trust in the Lord through it all. Absolutely. And so thank you so much Praise for sharing God. your story with us. Thank you. All right, so we're going to take a, a look at another video interview. This is uh, Paige Gomez tell, telling her story over the past year. My name is Paige Gomez. I have been at North for a little over two years. Um, most people know me as a babysitter for most of the kids at the church. Um, and I now am involved in children's ministry and the nursery and whatnot. Um, this quickly became a place where I felt comfortable and loved and found my people, which is so exciting. Um, I first met Jesus a little over three years ago. Actually, Women's Retreat this year was three years, which is really cool to realize and notice. I had known who Jesus was, but hadn't really known him for myself before then. Um, and it was really the first time where I felt like I could be forgiven and redeemed for each and everything I had done. I'm only 21, but I had to learn how to grow up really quick, especially in the last eight or nine months. Um, I started the year relying on my parents, relying on mommy and daddy for everything possible, financially, support and everything. And then flip the switch, it kind of just changed. They had pulled my funding for school away from me, so I had to figure that out. They had told me that my car that was pretty much brand new, I either had to pay for or return back to them. Can't afford anything like that. I had just gotten an apartment that they were going to pay for, and now I have to pay for myself. It was just a lot of all of these financial things that I, at that point, was only 20 and didn't know how I was going to fund it or how I was going to survive. Um, and it took a lot to realize I was trying to do it myself and I hadn't fully given it to the Lord. I then decided at that point I needed to find someone to help me walk through this and I had talked to a few people up north um, which is so cool that I found that community here and they had helped me make the decision that I needed to find a counselor and I needed to find help and so that was one step and then I figured out how I was going to afford my apartment. And then I also came to a place where I returned mommy and daddy's car and I bought myself a very old car that I could afford myself. And I also, biggest thing, the Lord told some incredible humans that I don't know who they are, um, that they wanted to bless me to pay for my schooling, which we're gonna cut. Which is just so incredible that I, I don't know who they are, but that they believe enough in me and that they see enough in me to, to do so. And I, back in April, had to quit school and like I just thought I was going to be done for a while. Um, and I didn't go back this semester. 
but in January I get to start back, um, which is not something that I thought would happen when when all of this funding was taken. Um, and so it's so cool to see the way the Lord has just blessed something that caused a lot of embarrassment and shame for me. When people would ask me, oh, like, when are you going to graduate or when school? And I had no answers because I wasn't even able to pay for any of it. Um, and I had already done three years, so I was close and <laughs> close. Um, but God told these people, and I'm so grateful. Um, and it's hard to accept, but it's also so, so incredible. Um, and just seeing how he is providing and laying this out in front of me. Um, and so these just things that I never saw coming, um, things that wouldn't have come had I didn't like trust that the Lord would provide in each and everything and come to meeting, I may be in counseling still, and I may be on medication help, but I'm the happiest that I've been in a long time. And had I looked back at the beginning of this year, there's no way, no way that I would have thought this would come and this would happen. Um, and that the Lord has taken care of so much. I didn't know that I needed to give up, really. I didn't realize I was holding on to so many things and trusting in so many things and my parents and other people to take care of things that really he needed to and I needed to be shown that um, which is just super cool and exciting to see so really he has blessed me this last year more than I could have ever imagined and it has been hard this has been a very hard learning time and I have had to mature and grow a lot more than I would have ever thought but he is taking care of it and I'm just so excited to see the more that he's just going to cover and um, help grow in this next year to come. Thank you, Paige. And uh, you know, one of the things that I noticed uh, just in listening to the stories today that I guess I didn't anticipate is uh, how much of this church community's story is a part of each one of those four stories. In other words, if you were to take out North Bible Church out of each one of these stories that we heard today, that story looks a whole lot different. And so isn't the church a beautiful thing? It just, it totally, it is. And that, it, that's something that just encourages me as I, as, I, as I heard these stories today. I was aware of most of them, but to hear them again, that jumped out to me. So hopefully you were encouraged this morning by those. We're not done yet. The last thing we're going to do is we close and sing together. Um, we're going to have what are known as cardboard testimonies uh, as a part of the, our, our final worship song together. You're going to be able to see a few different people. The, the reality is we could invite almost every person up here and you could share an amazing story of what God has done in your life this past year that would blow us away. And so this is a way of including several more people who by one phrase or one statement are just going to tell you their story as they walk up here uh, with a sign up made out of cardboard that's just going to tell you a little bit about what God has done in their life as we close and worship together. So if you would stand, and we're going to sing one last song as we close out our service this morning. In just a moment, we'll rejoin our pastor for today's closing thoughts. But first, we wanted to thank you for tuning in. North Bible Church is located in Scottsdale, Arizona, and exists to equip all generations to love God, love one another, and love the world. 
For more information about North, please visit our website at northbiblechurch.com. Now, some closing thoughts from our pastor. Thank you to all our cardboard testimonies. Thank you again to everybody who shared their story here this morning. Again, we hope it was an encouragement to you. Uh, I want to wish you a very happy and blessed new year this coming week in a few days. And as I, as I do, let, I want to pray for you as we, uh, as we leave this morning, as we close out. Father, we thank you for all of these stories because we know these stories in the end are really your story. The story about a God who is good, about a God who is faithful, about a God who is trustworthy in every circumstance both the good and the bad, as we read from 1 Corinthians 12, from your word, Lord, we rejoice with those who rejoice, we mourn with those who mourn, but in the end, we are redeemed with the one who has redeemed us. We are thankful most of all for Jesus, that he brings new beginnings out of old situations, out of broken situations. And as we look forward to the new year, we know that you are the God of new beginnings. And we look forward to what you're going to do over this next year in the lives of everybody in this room as you write your story on their life. Lord, we pray that we would have the faith and the trust that we talked about to trust you with the way that you are directing our lives, with the way that you are writing our story as a part of your story. And Lord, when we look back in a year from now and say, again, he is good and he is faithful and he is trustworthy, just as we say this morning. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, happy new year. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. North Bible Church is located in Scottsdale, Arizona and exists to equip all generations to love God, love one another, and love the world. For more information about North, please visit our website at northbiblechurch.com.